0: Welcome to the Finding a Job Podcast, a Ben J. Schaap, LLC production. In this podcast, we share the stories of world-class business leaders as they discuss their professional journeys, job search strategies, and tactics that have led them to career success. If you're looking to find a fulfilling, well-paying career path, this podcast will unearth the tools and tips you need to expedite your learning curve and avoid common roadblocks that face people entering the working world. Now here's the host of the Finding a Job podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. Today, we're going to reveal some of the practical job search tips and strategies you need to land a great first job. Joining us again is Leslie Mittler, who is the co-host of the Finding a Job podcast and a career coach and co-founder at Early Stage Careers. Leslie's company is a service that helps college students bridge the gap between their education and their first job. And today, she and I are going to talk about what you need to know about the job application process. Okay. Okay. Here's my conversation with Leslie Mittler, career coach and co-founder of Early Stage Careers. Leslie, welcome back to the Finding a Job podcast. Thank you. Good to be back again. It's great to have you here. We're getting into the holidays. We're in the season where, you know, hopefully people have an understanding of what jobs they're going to be applying for. They've done their networking. They've flushed out their LinkedIn profile. They're doing their network. Now it's time to actually start applying for some jobs. Let's talk a little bit about the job application process. At a high level, You know, what do you think about the application process and what are some of the standard things that you know people that are making this transition to the working world need to know?
1: So first, I think it's really important to understand that you have to take this application process really seriously because everything that you put on this application is likely to be verified by an outside third party. And so if there are any omissions, or errors, or discrepancies between your resume and the data on your application that raises a red flag and could be a reason why you are denied an offer. So this is a really serious process. Don't put on your, you know, AirPods and listen to music while you're filling out the application. You need to be really organized and you need to be extremely accurate.
0: A lot of what we do in terms of talking about networking and, you know, ways that you can build relationships to find a job can be very informal. You can have casual conversations with peers and mentors to try to understand what you can do to find a job to put yourself in the position to be successful. This is not one of those scenarios. This is a very formal Process. And so there's a couple of different things that you need to consider when you're going through the application process. Leslie, first off, let's talk about the type of information that you're going to need to get organized that are going to go into a job application.
1: Well, the application is going to ask the schools that you attended, the dates that you attended them, your majors, your degree or diploma, uh, date of graduation, GPAs, the title of the job that you're applying for. And it will also ask for previous employment information, which could be things like internships, part-time jobs. So for all of that, you're going to need the names of the company, the addresses, the phone numbers, your supervisor's name, your dates of employment, whatever salary that you were paid, and This is always a tricky one for some people, the reason for leaving, because obviously if you're doing an internship, you didn't leave because you lost your job, you left because you had to go back to school. So in the case of an internship, the reason for leaving, internship, and you're also going to need professional references. And from those professional references, you're going to need their name, their title, their contact information, the company that they work for. And one of the things that I'd like to say is that I find that when people put resumes together, they don't always fact check things like the exact name of a company or the exact name of an institution where they went to school. And then they might take that resume and copy all that information into their application. And if you don't get the names of companies right, if you don't get the names of institutions right, then it's going to be difficult for the background check to be completed and verified accurately.
0: So I think to summarize some of the things that you need to think about when you're getting ready to fill out your application is you're going to be asked about your personal information, your educational records, your employment records, and you're going to be asked for references. And you need to be prepared to enter that information very precisely and accurately. So some of the things that you need to get together are your transcripts, right, making sure that you're getting all of your exact class titles numbers, right? what your actual grades were. you You might not remember what you got freshman year on a specific class, but if you're asked to put that information into a job application, make sure you get it right. Your employment records, make sure that you have the company names correct. Make sure that you're spelling your supervisor's name correctly, that you have accurate contact information that's up to date personal information. Hopefully you know how to spell your name and what your birthday is, your social security number. But obviously you're going to want to double check that all that's right. And then lastly, your references as well. So Leslie, tell me a little bit about how you think about references. Who should be your references and what's the information that you need to submit for them?
1: Well, your references should certainly be people that probably supervised you or if you're a college student and you haven't had a lot of jobs, One of your references can certainly be a professor who knows you well. The thing about references is that you want to make sure that you reach out to the people that you want to use as professional references. And I would send them a copy of the job description of the job that you've applied for or maybe been offered because they're not going to check your references likely until they're ready to offer you a job. And I would make sure I would ask them very candidly, do you think you could be a positive reference for me? If somebody says, no, I don't think I could be a good reference, then find somebody else. But you really need to make sure that whoever you put as a reference is going to say positive things about you and relevant things for the job that you're hoping to get. You also want to make sure you have their most current contact information and to let them know that somebody might be reaching out to them on behalf of a company that you've applied to and to please make sure that they check their messages or voicemails or emails or whatever, and their spam in case they are contacted by the organization. So you just want to make sure that these are people who can really speak to their experience of working with you in, in you know, somewhat of a longer term engagement or capacity.
0: A couple of things that are important to reiterate there. First, you want to ask your references if they're willing to be a reference. And if somebody is on the fence or doesn't make a hard commitment, yes, I will absolutely be a reference, then move on. And it, that's fine. Some people don't feel comfortable being a reference. Maybe they don't feel like they have the relationship with you. Often what'll happen is someone will be slightly non committal or not get back to you. If you don't get a firm confirmation that, yes, someone is willing to be a reference, go find someone else. I think about finding references as a way to show that you are a valuable member of the community across multiple different groups. And so when I think about putting references together, I will find someone who is a peer, someone who is a mentor, and someone who is a professional contact. And that's just how I've thought about it. This is somebody that, you know, I will find an old boss of mine to be a mentor, I'll find somebody that I worked with closely, and I'll find a you know, somebody that I've hired or somebody that is a business partner of mine. And I try to make the references not three professors. One thing that you don't want to do is have just friends or family members be your references. These are people that are references with the context of your professional experience. And if you don't have a lot of professional experience, internships, you know, jobs outside of college, what have you, look to supervisors of the groups that you've been involved with on campus as well. Leslie, you mentioned to me that there are three important things that you need to make sure you do when you're filling out a job application. What are the three most important things that you need to make sure you do?
1: The three things are one, attention to detail. Make sure that everything that you put on your application is accurate and verifiable. Second is consistency. Consistency meaning make sure that you have a copy of your resume that you submitted to the company. Put the resume next to the application and make sure that all of the information on the application matches all of the information on your resume. So if your resume says your GPA is 326, the application says 326. Not three, 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 two, six. And the other is to tell the truth about everything. So what you don't want to do is say, well, my internship was really June and July, but I'm going to say June through August. Because what will happen is that companies may not be able to ask a lot of personal information when they check your references, but they can verify dates of employment. And again, any inconsistency, any omission, is considered, you know, something that's negative in this process and may interfere with you getting hired.
0: So tell the truth, be consistent between your resume and your application, and pay very close attention to the detail. And as Leslie mentioned, companies are using fact-checking services. So this is not a you know, they're going to use some judgment to understand if there's a difference between July or August, or they're going to come back and ask you what the date was that you left your internship. They're going to call the company and say, send me the employment records, and they're going to look at the records of date. So you need to make sure you are being accurate. Because there are fact-checking companies that your potential employers are going to hire, you need to keep in mind that omissions are errors, right? If you leave something out, then that can be considered an an error. And you also, while you're filling the application out, you might not be able to go back. So before you enter anything and make sure that you have all of the information, and if you can't fill out the entire application accurately, stop and make sure you get the right information.
1: You know, you can always reach out to somebody in HR at the organization and say, I'm filling out my application and I'm not sure what you mean by this could somebody just explain to me so I make sure that I give you the information or answer the question properly because I'm not sure I totally understand the context of the question. So, you know, if you have a question, don't assume, don't take your best guess. Reach out and ask somebody from the company to explain to you what you need to know in order to answer that question accurately.
0: So, Leslie, there's also the idea while you're filling out an application of When you're asked a question that you don't necessarily want to answer or that might put you in a negative light, sometimes in college we make some mistakes and maybe we get in a little trouble. It's a time of experimentation. We're growing up. We're becoming young adults. What happens if you get into trouble in college? If you have, you know, a felony or a misdemeanor, if you have a criminal record and you're asked about that in a job application, what do you do?
1: well you have to reveal that however before you even get to the point of a job application now a felony is a felony and it goes on your application and there's no sweeping that under the rug some misdemeanors i've learned can be expunged from your record and some can't so my advice would be to try to speak with an attorney or have you know a family member speak with an attorney and ask if this is the kind of offense that can be expunged from your record. And if it can be, and it's misdemeanor, then you don't have to put it on your formal job application. If it can't be, put it on the application. I have known people to get hired by very fine companies who have revealed that they had a misdemeanor offense And the companies didn't find it something that would prevent them from getting hired, even though I know people have lost a lot of sleep over it. So, you know, you have to figure out how you're going to handle it. Don't sit down to do the application and think about it at the last minute. You need to have a plan.
0: We all make mistakes. These things happen. I think that if you can have a a criminal activity expunged from your record, then you don't have to put it on the application if it cannot be expunged from the application, then you do need to mention it. I think the last thing I want to talk about is how when you're answering the question reason for leaving a job, when you have a you know, work experience that has been completed, you're no longer working there, that's a field that can be very confusing on how to answer it because you want to put your work experience in the most positive light possible. What are some of the ways that you can answer the reason for leaving a job question?
1: Okay, so if you had, let's say, a contract job where there was a term so that you were hired for three months, you could say contract employee, or you could say contract ended, just as we discussed saying internship ended. So there's nothing wrong with that, and there's a lot of contract work out there. Some other things that you can say leaving a full-time situation, left voluntarily, went back to school. Some people leave their job to go back and pursue a full-time degree of some sort. So went back to school is a perfectly good explanation. Or you can say pursued other career options. So I think that those are the best choices for especially somebody who's a young careerist.
0: How do you handle a situation where you had a job that, you know, you left and it wasn't necessarily the best situation. Maybe you got fired. Do you want to say that, you know, reason for leaving uh, got shit canned, got fired? You know, what are some of the ways that you can describe the end of a working situation that wasn't the best one?
1: Well, I certainly wouldn't say got fired.
0: I would avoid saying got shit canned
1: too. (laughs) Yes, that too. Usually when an employment relationship is terminated. Generally, you can come to an understanding with your employer as to how this is going to be handled consistently. So they might say, we'll say you were downsized. And then you can just say, downsized. Just make sure that you discuss with your employer how you can consistently handle this particular question because i don't think anybody any employer really wants to hurt another employee by giving the most negative explanation of why a relationship ended.
0: Yeah, i think that you know you want to word the reason for leaving very carefully if it wasn't a positive work experience and look these things happen. Maybe you just needed to grow up and mature and you weren't ready to take on the role, maybe it was a bad working relationship that caused you to get fired And I think if you can word it in a way that the employer feels comfortable, you know, mutual separation, decided to pursue other career options, downsized, focused on my studies, something along those lines where you're not specifically saying, you know, fired for cause – It's probably the best way to highlight it. But you, again, want to be accurate. And you also want consistency. And you want to make sure that the employer is also going to feel okay with how you're highlighting that. So you might actually have to go back to your old boss and say, hey, look, I'm putting this work experience on my job application. And I want to make sure that you feel comfortable that I said my reason for leaving is to focus on my school or whatever it may be. And just at least let them know that how you're highlighting the experience.
1: Now, I'm not an employment law specialist, but I believe, and so if you're going to take this piece of advice, please check it out with somebody who's more closely tied to the legal field. But I believe when people check references, that all they're really able to do is verify that you worked at the company, your dates of employment, and that your title was X. I don't think that they can get into asking questions about what was the reason why you left the company.
0: Legally, they might not be able to practically, when you get on the phone for a reference call, I do this often, people ask about the working relationship and what happened. And, you know, the employer will casually float what happened or what the working relationship was like. So, no, they might not, you know, legally supposed to, but it happens.
1: Mm -hmm. I know that if you're dealing with somebody in the human resources side of things, I think they're pretty disciplined about the information that they share. If it's a smaller company or you're talking to somebody who's a hiring manager, you may get a different spin.
0: So Leslie, as we wrap up this episode and we think about the job application process, let's re- reiterate the three important things. You need to tell the truth. You need to be consistent with the messaging and the information that you've given the employer, and you need to pay close attention to the detail. Any last words of advice as early careerists fill out their job applications?
1: No, honestly, I think that we've probably covered everything, except if you're an international student, there will be a question about eligibility to work in the United States. And you need to be extremely honest in how you answer that question, because all of that information will be checked out along the process.
0: At the end of the day, this application is mostly about legal verification of who you are, what your work experience is, that you're telling the truth, and that you are actually able and legally capable to do the job. So it's important that you pay attention to details. And if you need somebody to, you know, fact check or review the application as you're doing it, that's also something I'd highly recommend. Get another set of eyes on the application because sometimes the words start to look similar and you've got to make sure that you're filling out the form accurately and correctly. And that wraps up this episode of the Finding a Job podcast. Thanks to Leslie Mittler, co-founder and career coach at Early Stage Careers for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Leslie, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet at Early Stage Careers, E-A-R-L-Y-S-T-G-C-A-R-E-E-R-S, or you could visit her company's website which is earlystagecareers.com. A couple of links in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to fajpod.com, which stands for Finding a Job, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and the contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the Finding a Job podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you, so we created Faj pod.com slash question, where you could send us your topic suggestions or your job search questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is F-A-J pod on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, pretty much everywhere. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a regular stream of job search tips and tricks in your podcast feed, we publish episodes multiple times during the week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to keep networking and stay positive.